0: don't ask for whom the bell tolls it tolls for me it's my bell how did you get into my house the interdimensional traveler's guide to the shattered verse chapter 13 the underworld Hello dear Wanderverse, I'm coming to you from the Underworld, the dimension we all must visit sometime, unless of course you have managed some form of immortality through turning into a lich, or through some other diabolical magics. Or, of course, unless you have made a deal with a more powerful entity who will own your soul upon your demise. I personally do not recommend signing anything or only citing things under a pseudonym. We've all heard the classic tale about a fae asking a young person for their name and the young person giving them every personal detail they can think of because, dear gods, let them be free of this world and its suffering. It's all so much, and any release would be worth it for whatever world they can take them to and the Fae running away in terror because they were simply wanting to trick someone into buying them a drink. I'm not really sure what the point of that story is, but I really enjoy it. The Underworld is a dark place of rest. It does not have any natural sort source of light, and it also technically is not under anything. But the name sticks regardless. If you do die, it is a very comfortable dimension, especially since you don't have to worry about any pesky body you used to have to exist in. Normally, the underworld would exist so that you can rest before being reincarnated back to life in a new body, but I don't know about you, I don't want to have to start all over, and. I liked my body, even if it did have random aches and pains that were not helpful. So the other normal route is to go to another spiritual extra dimension, where you can spend the rest of eternity. But I also have unfinished business back in the regular multiverse. Instead. Let's explore how to escape the underworld and get back to life. The easiest way is if you have a comrade back with your body who is able to do the powerful magic of pulling your soul back into your corpse and healing the injury that killed you. Since I don't have that, we'll have to find another way out. Oh. And I definitely don't recommend challenging death to a game for your life. After countless thousands of years of game playing, death is by far the best at every game imaginable. Although I do recommend challenging games for death while your life is not at stake, because they are the best sport, and if you are playing party games, they are a riot. The wheels on the bus go round and round. The teeth in your mouth go up and down. The heart in your chest goes out and in, out and in. The endless tentacles of Deir tahahat, the ever-devouring, go around and around it. They reach ever closer and closer. The driver on the bus says, look within, look within. Consider your history, your truth, consider your flaws. This has been a word from our sponsors. Listen to your bus driver on the Haven Public Transportation System, and please do not free the Elder Gods slowly advancing upon our teeny feeble world. In order to escape the underworld, there are three challenges you have to get past. The first is getting across the river Twix. This can be particularly difficult because the fairy person will only help you go one direction, However, the fairy person is also very fond of those chocolate coins, so it's very important to write in your will to be buried with them. If for some reason you died in a fiery explosion miles away from anyone, then I suggest another route. The best route from any two points guarded by a sentient being is always going to be seduction. Now, you might be wondering how to seduce an avatar of death who moves souls from one side of a river to the other, and the answer is that it's just the same way you would a living person. The farrier's job is lonely, and they always appreciate affection and flirtation. find yourself dead, I would suggest making a stop by Maribel's Late-Timer Diner. They have the most wondrous waitstaff, all experienced waitresses and waiters who will harass you in the most endearing and entertaining way. In addition, their afterlife special is to die for. I'm not going to lie to you, I have no idea what it is made out of, since you don't need to eat as a shade, and there's no real mass in the underworld. So how they manage to make a complete breakfast is a mystery I would prefer not to investigate. You also simply have to try They're probably not another person's soul smoothie. The taste is indescribable, as it manages to be silky smooth, sweet, salty, and a delicate balance of umami, all with being slightly different each time you order. I have never tried anything so fascinatingly delicious on the other side of the astral gate. The second challenge is to get past the nine-headed dog. This is the easiest challenge, because Whiskers is absolutely adorable. The actual biggest risk is that when you start to leave, they have the most pitiful whines, so then you end up turning right around and giving them ear-scritches again. Also, there is the emotional turmoil of having two hands and dealing with nine heads, unless of course you have nine hands, in which case congratulations for you. If you do have nine hands, I recommend dying at least once so you can meet whiskers. I mean, for a beast that's 10 feet tall and over 20 feet long, it's supposed to be imposing, But have you ever had puppy dog eyes coming from nine separate heads all at once? If you have, and survived, you are likely some sort of monster, or zen master, and I applaud your strength of will. But I'm just flesh and blood. Well, ectoplasm, at the moment. No, I need to go back and destroy Prima. I can do this. I can say no. How could I possibly say no? I got it. Fetch. I'll throw a stick and then run away and deal with the soul crushing guilt later without having to face the source of that guilt face to face. Today I'd like to talk to you about what to do if your fragile body is injured, but your soul is still attached to the meat suit. It's important to remember that you have millions of tiny beings called cells that exhaust solely to keep this fragile bile bag moving, so you will need to coordinate their response to closing wounds fixing bones, and responding to the crushing force that the world will attempt to destroy you with. The best way to do this is through a mixture of a feudal system known as organs, and through tyrannical control of every cell. Remember, cells can't rebel against you if they are divided. This is not in a physical sense since cell division is how you get more cells. This does mean that occasionally you may need to ingest poison, cut off parts of your body, or lead your organs to destroy any rebellious cells. This has been Tea Teaches You How to Live. Congratulations, you now know how to heal and are one step towards being truly alive. final challenge is going to be reanimating your lifeless corpse. The best way around this is to have a series of clones that you have stashed throughout the multiverse. This is the easiest solution if you have the forethought to do so. It's truly a beautiful multiverse we live in, where you can cheat death through a mixture of biology and healing magic. Apparently. Death is disappointed in me for escaping again. But what can I say? I'm not ready to be reborn yet, and I have a certain company that I need to utterly destroy. Also a certain orc keeper to corrupt. Now, it can be really uncomfortable to slide your soul into a clone body. Especially since it is likely floating in a giant vat of liquid. The important thing to remember is not to panic. Now I myself forget this every time, and the first time it actually cost me a clone as I accidentally destroyed it in my thrashing against the broken glass. It can be even harder to re-enter your already broken corpse. You could always try and ask someone from the, for their body, but most people prefer to walk around in a body than just float as a ghost. But who knows, maybe you'll get lucky. Anyway, now that I am back in a living body, aboard my trusty Lyric Sampler, I have to let you know, Prima has been using species with innate magic to turn them into fuel to support their innovations. Rows upon rows of mystical husks, alive but sucked of their essence in order to add an extra boost to already fantastic technology. In addition, they have been experimenting to augment and enhance the magic but creating cancerous abominations in the process. They have been kidnapping these magical species from Haven and causing proxy wars in order to increase the number of refugees and placing those species in a system where they are easily preyed upon. So, if you have innate magic and notice a job offering that seems a little too easy, a little too good to be true, then odds are it's a means to lure needy refugees into Prima's hands. I don't know about you, but I can't let this continue. There is only one thing to steady exploitation of capitalism, but there is altogether another to the slavery of turning people into fuel. I will do what I can to destroy this terrible corporation, and only part of that will be to profit from their downfall and revenge for literally killing me. Until next time, dear Wanderers, good luck. The Interdimensional Traveler's Guide to the Shattered Verse is a production of Shattered Verse Studios. It is written and voiced by Thea Lake. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us at itgsvpodcast at gmail.com, or find us at Facebook, Tumblr, or Instagram. We are also uploading the transcripts to our Tumblr, The Shattered Verse, if you'd prefer to read episodes. We appreciate you listening to this episode, and would appreciate it even more if you can share it on social media or with your friends. Anything helps. Now, it's time for your tea time. Your word of wisdom is macabre. First, let's all get comfortable and relaxed. Let's go into our inner space. Take a deep breath in and out. Now visualize all of the people who have angered or frustrated you today. Yes, even Karen. Now, I want you to visualize all of them falling into a massive pit of flames, spikes, and other dangers. Listen to their screams for just a few moments before letting all of the frustration that they have caused go. Remember to check your body to make sure you aren't retaining that stress in your back or shoulders or wherever your body stores stress. Remember, you know your body best. Now that we're all relaxed, I'd like to talk to you about positivity. You may be constantly bombarded and reminded that you should think positive and look on the bright side of things which is great, if you are able to, but we also need to remember that the worlds are dangerous and there are many things that are not positive, and it is a disservice to those around us to try and frame those events in a positive light. The world is not a positive place, and so you don't need to pressure yourself to always be positive. No, Instead, we can focus on how to make the worlds better, and how to make it more positive, without doing these mental gymnastics.